Hey guys, man. Welcome to another episode of Lumi Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joining again by Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joining again by Dom. Triple D's. We are here, but the Jazz are no longer here, thank goodness. So we're going right through it. <laughs> Damn, Donovan. That is right, man. The Clippers end up beating the Jazz 131-119 in game six to end the series. Coming from behind from down 20. Um, a lot of takeaways from this one, man. Let's just get into the stat. Adam Mitchell, 39 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Jordan Clarkson, 21, all coming in the first half. I believe 14 of them in the second quarter. Um, before the Clippers, they were just too good. Paul George, 28 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Reggie Jackson, 27 points, seven assists. But Terrence Mann was the story. 7 to 10 from deep, 15 to 21, 39 points. He basically turned into Kawhi Leonard last night. I had no answers for any of this. So, Darnell, what are your thoughts? I wouldn't say that he quite turned into Kawhi Leonard. 39? I think he, no, I think he was a little – I think he was Terrence Mann. I think it was the, the game six Terrence Mann game. It's like you got game six Clay Thompson, now you got game six Terrence Mann. So Mitchell right across from them. <laughs> they both had the same. Yeah, I think, but I think it simply just came down to stylistically the way the Jazz play and playing with a big man. And obviously they've had success with success with Rudy Gobert. So the Clippers, instead of throwing out a big man, they're going five small. So playing with five guys on the perimeter, you make it Rudy Gobert do something that he's not comfortable doing. And that's guarding on the perimeter and closing out on three-point line. So I think having so many open shots led to Terrence Mann kind of catching fire, and he ended up going 7-10 from three. And you also had sprinkles of Paul George doing what he does. He had 28, and Reggie Jackson, he was attacking. He had 27 and 10 assists, so – I don't know. No one expected, and even Patrick Beverly, three or four from three with 12 points. So, like, everyone, depending on who had the ball at the time, was attacking Rudy Gobert. And it was embarrassing, to say the least. And for the Jazz, they did get off to the hot start, and they led as much as by as much as 26 in the third quarter, 22 at halftime. But the 21-point outburst from Clarkson in the second quarter wasn't enough. They needed some scoring in the second half to kind of combat, you know, what was going on. But it was raining so much in the second half for the Clippers. They scored 81 points. And when any time a team does that in the NBA, it's good night. Yeah. I don't know what they ended up with. Um, I was, you know, at this hotel here at AC, yeah, casino and shit. But I was watching the second half, and I saw that at one point they were 10 for 13 from three. It was really a thing. I was talking to this guy. I looked up. The Jazz were up 15. And I'm like, okay, you know, just talking, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I look up again. I'm like, why is this a three-point game all of a sudden? And then I just see it's, oh, Batum hits a three. Man hits a three. Paul George hit it there. I was like, oh, my God. They just – this was the best shooting team in the league. This is the team that everyone – this is one of the best uh, three-point shooting teams of all time. And we thought it was fake until it wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. <laughs> but Don, what were your thoughts? I mean, you know what? Donovan, he, he got it. 
This is this these you are the know, games. That was my thought. I was really thinking. I was like, man, they can't blow a twenty point lead. And I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm watching, you know, with Donovan did, and I'm like, is I'm it's mainly because Jordan Clarkson did nothing in the second. I'm like, dude, all right. Donovan so I, was kind of folding a little bit. Like he was, he missing. was, he was missing some shots, but it's like, damn. Yeah, he had to score fifty to beat these dudes. He went, Kawhi? Like he went four of thirteen in the second half. It's not great, but damn it, if Joel gonna be one, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we allowing Joel to still be one. Got it. He really was, and here's why I'm saying it's not his fault. Honestly, and he can have it because he did go out there. He had his forty. Clarkson came out there. He helped him out. He looked like you know six man a year out there with his twenty one. Um, you know, Royce helped out with twenty one. Bonjanovic helped out with everybody. It wasn't yeah, scoring. Well, scoring was not the problem. Almost everybody did what they were supposed to do, aside <sighs> from the person. Yep. And I've been all year, and Demetrius was like, "You can't." He he numbered. I'm like, I, I don't know if he number three. Them shits kind of fake to me, because as soon as you take that nigga out the paint, he is completely and utterly useless. Hey, yo, before you just throw my name in there, let me clear my name and say that all I said all these dudes suck, and that's why Donovan got it. But go ahead. <laughs> as soon. So, I mean, they've been running this strategy all series, but, you know, you stretch out, stretch out, um, you stretch everybody out, and then you feel me. There's nothing he can do. He, nice. he's, slow, he's slow, and he's restricted to the paint. So then, you know, every time they saw him, and then they threw him in pick and rolls and stuff like that. So he's just not good. When you when you throw him in pick and rolls and stuff, he's not good at guarding anymore because he's outside of it now. So they so Terrence Mann and whoever was on the pick and roll, they could attack the basket. Or when he was just down there in the paint, then they could just shoot threes, and they were just hitting their threes today. So, I mean, if he's just going to be a complete liability every which way, because we already know, like, he – his offense is extremely limited to like alley oop back dunks. So if he's not going to contribute anything on the offensive end, like here's the thing with Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons might have been the biggest liability on the court offensively, but he was never a defensive ability. He was at least, he was at least kind of putting Trey, you know, he was at least stopping Trey. Trey was really fucking everybody else up. But he was Trey was struggling against him to an extent. Yeah, they they were looking for Gobert. They were looking for the defensive player, the the three time defensive player of the year. They were waiting for him. They wanted him on the court because he's slow and can't do anything. He played two minutes, and for Quinn Snyder, it just gotta be a point where you're just like, all right, all right, all right. We gotta, we got. I know I used the team in the game. And I didn't think mm-hmm. about it. I was just mad about how bad they were. But <laughs> you just got you just gotta be like, you know what? Royce gotta be the five. Bayanovic gotta be the four. Ingles gotta be the three. And then you put e- any two of them, or however you want to do it. But you can either put Conley, Mitchell, Clarkson out there, or you can put mm-hmm. two cards out there and Royce, Bayanovic, and Ingles. But we can't be out there and mm-hmm. like down for certain games, especially if you're just going to go all perimeter players. He's useless. I have a question. 
Well, first off, a statement. Rudy Gobert may be the fakest Hall of Famer of all time, but I do have a question. He is the fake. Did this, did this, can, can we take, a, I mean, I know Dom's been trying to do it. I think this is more just a personal thing. I might just have to take away his defensive superstar. Defensive superstar. Nah, you can't do that. He can't be the reason you let up 130 in an elimination game, bro. I don't care. He is the bro. He's good at he's good at what he does, but what he does doesn't matter. So who cares? Every team every team can't exploit Rudy Gobert the way the Clippers did last night. Like it takes all takes some I'm seeing uh all the the good ones can, and that's why they that's why they reach this limit and he gets lit up in big elimination games and they don't win. Every single time it's always his fault. Every single fault. The Nuggets was his fault. Every Every single time is his fault, bro. Yep. Because he's a complete offensive liability. And again, as soon as he's – the reason the Jazz has such a good record – and again, he was he was the main part of that. He really was. He had the highest plus mind because they were beating all the bad teams with paint, with like paint present centers. Like even uh, Valley, right? Valley like can kind of shoot, but Valley is more of a paint present center so he could just be down there and, and with valley but like you you give you give him a stretch you give him a stretch five or something like that then he's useless it's, especially if you try to put him on a pick and roll like it's just nothing he can do out there and it's just bad but for the clippers i mean let's let let's, you let's uh give them you know a lot of credit for that too you know Tyron Lue, coach of the coach of the decade, <laughs> coach of the century, honestly, yeah, coach of all time. Okay, <laughs> he better to pop without even care. <laughs> he won the goats. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nah, but um, you know, Paul Real George. Quick, before you do that, before you do that, where you're going, we we normally give more context to the numbers. Rudy Gobert is a minus twenty four last night. Yeah, minus twenty four. Like Donovan was minus eight. Conley. Minus nine, or maybe they were flipped, but they were around there. Clarkson minus four. Rudy was the entire problem. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just but like, he, but uh, even as crazy as him being a minus twenty four was, is he was a minus thirty four in the second half, and that's when it really got bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the team, all, everyone kind of collapsed. But yeah. I, yeah. I don't even think it was really them collapsing. I think be, if the Clippers are just going to be on fire, you know, at some point. Hey man, the Jazz had their chance in Game Five. They were on fire and they didn't close it. You can put that one on Donovan. Damn, can we not let up one thirty? Can we get a, can we get a chance here? Yeah, like if honestly they they both like one sold the one game, the other sold the other game. Both their super. That's why if you if you want to call them if you want to call them superstars, they're definitely on the lower tier, but. I can't really blame Mitchell for this one. He did go out there, drop 40, but again, I think was, I think you can I only give it to one. Huh? I think if this is their if this is their ceiling, you can only give it to one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know which one I'm not giving it to. So there you go, Donnie. <laughs> but um, yeah, Terrence Mann obviously had a great game, best game of his life. Best, you know, he came out there amazing with his 40 points, but you know, Paul George, he was another amazing factor out there. Was struggling, was struggling in the first half, but it, he been flipping it recently. 
because last year he used to be good in the first half and then fall apart in the second half. This time he'd be kind of struggling in the first half, but then as soon as this starts getting the clutch time, Paul really be doing it at this point. As soon as like it gets to the fourth quarter, Paul's really he's not he hasn't been like you know last minute type shit, but like you know throughout the fourth quarter he really has been scoring a lot, has been picking up his game. He went out there twenty eight points, seven assists, plus nineteen out there. He was one of the biggest factors in their win. You know Reggie Jackson went out there with his twenty seven points. He also had ten assists. He was going crazy. And again, like I said before, Patrick Beverly. He, he a closer. He really is, like, one of their big closers because he really did hit, like, two or three of those big threes down the stretch that really sealed the game away. Like and you said before, I remember you were saying that. Right. I said that before. I said it last time. You were like, right. Pat Bev. You were like, Pat Bev was just all right. I was like, I was like nah, Pat Bev hit, like, two important threes. Pat Bev, no, nah, he had five. He had, a, he had a layup and he had a three. But he was like really one of their big closers in in the win in game five. So he did it again. But he was a plus 19 out there, tied with Paul George for highest on the team. But the only reason they really almost could have lost his game was when Rondo played. <laughs> Rondo Rondo's been, you know, extremely underwhelming these entire playoffs. You know what's funny, actually. The two, the Demarcus only played two games. They lost both of them. As soon as he stopped playing, they went four and zero, even without Kawhi. Damn Demarcus! All I gotta say is, man, on this. First off, Reggie Jackson, obviously, he's been doing. He, he's to the point where him and Seth. I don't even know what you call them, but they're just playoff studs. Clearly, they just keep giving you twenty-five and thirty all the time out of nowhere they they did in the regular season sometimes but not not like consistently like this it's kind of crazy every game but i'm gonna say it's paul george man i'm inspired he's a superstar i don't care never thought i'd say the words never thought i'd say the words but you know what Kawhi goes down and you win the next two you snap in both of them and you know what you're gonna give yourself a nickname they gonna mock it and then it ends up coming true I got nothing. Playoff P, you did it. Just imagine. Nothing I can even say. Chris Third Paul, conference finals, got it. Chris Paul might not be there for a while if he if he does come back. So it's going to be Paul George versus Devin Booker. If he takes them to the finals, bro, he you re, he really he really got to go in the Hall of Fame. I don't think the it's – The only a reason I don't know if I necessarily want to see them in the finals because I don't think they have the talent to match. I think the Suns have – it would be a better finals matchup. It's not like Paul George hates Well, right Chris now. Paul would have to be there. But yeah, I just think, yeah, always. Yeah, we know that. But I'm just saying. I think he'll be there by the end of the series. Mm. I think he might be there earlier than you think, actually. Mm. It's possible he's there. I think, that, I think the series starts Sunday, so we'll find out all that information soon. But yeah. Um, big win for the Clippers, man. They move on. Did think their first ever conference finals, led by Paul George. Yep, led by Paul George. And man, he's the one who got the contracts. You know what? He did it. Led by Paul George and Ty Lue. I forget Ty Lue in this equation. Oh yeah, for sure. Nah, Ty Lue made 
Tyloo made the adjustment against Boban and he rolled with it. Cause bro, like I said, he just realized what what Doc did. That Zubac sucks. That man got 66 points out of dudes Doc didn't even play. It's ridiculous. Man and Reggie <laughs> combined. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't. Well, he played Reggie, but he didn't play Terrence at all, no. Not in this, not like whatever Tyler doing, he didn't do it. My, like man, my man Zubac went out there for a smooth six minutes. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's as much time as can be on the court. All right, so moving on, man, to the other game from Friday. The Sixers beat the Hawks 104-99. In this one, they were led by Seth Curry, 24 points. Joel Embiid struggled from the field, but still got done. 22 points, 13 rebounds. Tobias Harris with 24. For the Hawks, man, that man, Ice Trey, 34 points, 12 assists. Not great shooting from that. 13 for Curry is an accident, right? Um, But he just didn't have the help. 17 from Porter. Uh, 16 from Gallinari, but Luke couldn't do what he did last game. He was 0 for 5 from the field and end up losing by 5. Some controversy in this one, which we will get into. But, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I thought that um, it was a game where Trey Young was trying to be a volume scorer. He was obviously trying to put the Sixers away. There was no doubt about it. Um, 13 for 30, 34 points. You like to have him be a little more efficient than that, but he did have 12 assists. So the ball was in his hands and he was making all the decisions and that's the way they've played. So that's the way they're going to continue to play. And I think that it was just a night where they got a lot from Seth Curry, six of nine for three, 24. And you, the, the machines, Tobias Harris, he gave you his 24 not his not four points like last game and Ben Simmons he didn't have to go to the free throw line a lot of times because the game didn't really play out that way so that was beneficial for the Sixers and they managed to get a win big big minutes for Tyrese Maxey too he had a lot of big buckets got to the free throw line five of eight not great but still he got you seven boards got you a steal and a block so really balanced scoring for the Sixers and it wasn't all relying on Joel Embiid to go out and have 50 to try to win the game, even though he took 24 shots. Dom, what were your thoughts? So for one, I want to say the Hawks really, the Hawks really had every chance to do this because they had all those free throw attempts and they missed them all. (laughs) 13 for 24 from the free throw line. They were were really bad out there. And Capella, you know, Capella missed four of them. He's going to do that. But, like, Bajanovic missed both both of his. Trey missed two. Guerta missed one. Okongu missed two. Like, it was just a bad free throw performance out there, especially in a game where in the first three quarters, the 76ers really only got, like, four, I believe. So they really could have put them away with that. But, I mean, you know. Sometimes you're just going to miss your free throws. But the big key for um, the 76ers to win was that I kind of – it's funny. It's like we kind of know it, but I really sat there and I realized what this team relies on. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so they need some semblance of scoring from, you know, obviously Joel, Tobias, and as I've been saying all season, Seth needed to be 
one of the be- better scorers out there. But then they just need one random person off the bench to give them about like 10 to 15. So whether it be Shake, whether it be Maxi, whether it be Cork Maz, but he's on the bench, it just needs to be like somebody that can just give them a random jolt of energy off the bench. Whoever it is, they don't know, but they'll hope it's somebody in. It was Maxi this game. He came out there with 16 points and was a plus 12, the highest plus minus for the team. So that's mainly what it came down to. And it looked like the 76ers were like kind of trying to fold a little bit too, but Maxi wasn't. Maxi and Seth weren't. So, you know, Tobias and Joel, they were a little bit, but you feel me? The, 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 the leader of the team, Seth Curry, just put his foot, just put his foot on the on their throats. So let me tell you what actually happened. First off, Solomon Hill, eight minutes, two fouls, minus 13. Thanks, Solomon. Back out here ruining things. One, just him, though. Lou Williams, over five, 11 minutes, minus 10, three fouls. <laughs> Bogdanovich, we can just call him slightly shorter Porzingis at this point. Three for 11, one for six from deep, seven. It's been useless. It just seems like doesn't seem like Trey really does have no help. I thought these dudes would do something. They're doing nothing again. Nope. Yep. 10 for 31 from the Trey was five of 10. Give you an example. So everybody else was five of that 21 from the nobody else in it. And Trey was shooting the bombs. And then what really happened was Trey was trying to put y'all away. He was. Yeah, he he was. was coming back <laughs> and he was about to do it. But the problem was if Nate McMillan fucked this whole game up in the first half. Um, he had Trey out at the game way too long because they, if you remember, they were up 10. He was just doing whatever he wanted. And then he just let the bench play way too long. And the next thing you know, it was a 29-29 game. And I'm just like, oh, wow. The second he leaves, obviously, we've known this. Yeah. But the second he Even leaves, in bad games. If, if, yeah, if Lou, if Lou ain't snapping – because we already know Bogdanovich won't and Horta really won't. And Gallinari can only do so much. Gallinari is more effective when Trey's out there. That's why they start putting him out there with him more. But if if Lou doesn't snap, they immediately collapse. That's why I'm saying Trey just got to go 40, 44, 45. They want to win game seven. There's no reason to play him 40. I'd have done it this game. Um, but they didn't. And so then the Sixers immediately come back. But even with all that, and then in the fourth, they, they continue to just not play him at the end of the third where he could draw some easy fouls in the bonus and then not play him in the fourth where early in the fourth just to stop the momentum, just to create that momentum going. So the Sixers now have a fourth quarter lead. And despite all of it, Trey comes back in the game immediately. Bucket, bucket, three, deep three. I'm like, damn, he really hit two of those. Group chat's going crazy. Twitter, I know, is going crazy. We're like, Trey's about to do it again. Then the lights went off. Yeah, the lights they did. From that moment on, when they cheated for the Sixers, by the way, incredible scenes. Atlanta, they turned, they made, they made the conspiracy stop a little quick because they turned all the flashlights on. They're like, all right, all right, you want to do this? Fine, let's play under these. We're playing the damn game. <laughs> but the damage was done. The Sixers got a little more time to relax. Know what I mean, yeah, yeah, Jason coming for them. And he has had more time to breathe, relax, take a deep breath, started getting some fouls. Refs got the message. And 
Trey couldn't quite do it after they took away that momentum. That's what happened. Incredible. I, I don't even – it's such a different tone between this game and the Clippers game because it just feels like – it's tricky. I'm, like, obviously a Sixers fan, whatever. I don't like watching this team, right? Do you guys enjoy watching the Sixers play at all? I enjoy watching the Hawks play. Exactly. It's basketball. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I agree with that. It's just Man, Dar- plays. It's, it's Darnell. You was ready to be excited. You was ready to be excited watching the 76ers and the Knicks play. I mean, I watched the Cavs play, bro. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of got you there. Got me too. But either way, it was just like. The wins are always ugly, but that's fine. Maxi did go crazy. That was amazing to watch. Um, I mean, I've been I've been talking about Maxi all year, and it really is. We won the three games because Maxi, Milton, and Cork all had their game where they had like fifteen plus, and we need one of them to do it. Yeah. The question for Game Seven is, can one of them do it? But what's up? No, I say no. Okay. The question for Game yeah. Seven. Okay. The question for Game 7 is going to want to do it, but we'll see. I, at this point, am much more confident, though, in our secondary players than I am of anyone Trey has. So if he wins this series, I don't fucking know. I don't even know how you rank him, but he, he definitely climbs if he somehow pulls us off with nobody doing anything. You know, missing their third best player and their strength is supposed to be shooting, and they haven't been able to do it all series. Except for one game, in the, except for one half, really. Um, but hey man, no, we got definitely a better, a better, well-built, better team, like built team. Mm-hmm. The seventy-six is definitely a better built team. Yeah, they are, and they're not that well built. So, it, I can't say that with no Hunter. I can't say that with no Hunter. Hunter's their starting forward who averages fifteen. He's there to bias. So, I I kind of agree with you, but then remember, Horta would be able to, on top of it. Yeah, Horta would be able to come off the bench with Lou, and that would probably make them more effective too. So we'll see. But moving on to the last game happened Thursday: the Bucks beat the Nets 104-89, despite a KD 32 but 33-49. Um, James Harden 16 points, seven assists. Only five of nine from the field. They were trying to funnel KD the ball. But for the Bucks, man, Giannis, 30 points, 17 rebounds, and 12 of 20 shooting. He was incredible. Zero for zero from deep free honest. And Chris Middleton just went insane. 38 points, five assists, 10 rebounds for him. This was the Chris Middleton game. Anytime it was teetering, he would just go out there, slap another big shot or a big three, or get to the foul line just like that man, KD. So, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? Man, it was pretty crazy to, to, to see Middleton have his chance to shine in a, in a moment. 38 mm-hmm. points, 10 rebounds. Drew Holiday did his best to try to sell it all the way. He was one of 10 for three, but he was eight for 21 from the field. So, it, it balanced out a little bit. And they got no production off the bench. Didn't matter. Um, it was KD or bust for the Nets. And – James Harden was a little bit better than he was the previous game, but still not good enough. They're not going to get anything off the bench because 
they're just riding their they're just gonna ride with the starters. KD only played 40 minutes mainly because he got took out at the end of the game and got the rest at the end a little bit. But 32 and 11 on 30 shots is not the efficiency that Kevin Durant normally produces. He only made two threes, didn't get to the free – well, he got to the free throw line once, didn't make either one. And normally he's in the – or he's like in a 7 to 10 range. Like he – if he doesn't have Harden playing at normal Harden level where he's drawing all the fouls, he can get to that level easily. Like he's that type of player, but just wasn't his night. Um, They need more from Jeff Green in game seven and right now the Bucks have all of the momentum and without Kyrie Irving already being ruled out for game seven it's going to be up to Kevin Durant to have another game six performance or a game five performance and he didn't do it or on Thursday so we'll have to see what happens next I don't know why that just came to my head (laughs) (laughs) hey yeah that's it um, Dom, what are your thoughts? I mean, you you really look at what happened in Game Five. It took Kevin Durant thirty, and Jeff, I mean, took Kevin Durant fifty, and Jeff Green thirty for them to beat for them to win by like five or six or however much they won by. So mm-hmm. it took like it took a historic performance from um, both of them basically. Jeff Green's not naturally a thirty point scorer. So it took a it took a great performance for both of them to you know be able to even win that game and as soon as Durant didn't have another amazing game it got blown out. So I mean again Middleton is one of the best home players in the league. So yep. as soon as he come back home he dropped at forty every time. So <laughs> you know um, he went out there and he did his thing for sure. But I mean they just needed more help out of somebody else you would hope it would be Harden but either Harden's hampered or he's folding or some combination of both so I mean he just wasn't able to you know produce what you would want him to produce out there and Joe Harris has been folding the entire playoffs Blake Griffin gave him a nice little 12 but um you know just they just didn't have anybody that was able to do anything off the bench or anything really. One thing I noticed this game though, they only played Bruce five minutes. I don't know why Bruce beat sometimes getting 30 and sometimes getting five. They didn't play much last game either. Okay. So yeah. Beats me. Um what I'll say is I'll put it like this. I didn't think it was possible, but I see an entryway. A small path for Middleton. I think they got to make the finals minimum for him to be called. I don't know what you call him. A home superstar, I guess. If they win the finals, superstar. Yeah, if they win the finals, I'll give it to him. I think if they make it and he snaps in the finals, all right. I don't care anymore. I'm not just giving Chris Middleton a superstar bag. I hear you, man, but look. Hey, look, I'm man. Sorry. If he's going to be the best scorer on the team, and the Giannis can never get over like 35, I guess, which is good, which is great. But Chris Middleton's the one who's really, like, I'll put it like this. Like, if you give, let's say, 
Donovan, another guy who can do what Chris Middleton's doing, or a Luca, or a, who else? I'm trying to think of who else we would say is like kind of or a Trey. Any of this performance, hey man, they're going to the for, conference finals minimum. For me, if he if like if I'm even going to entertain adding him into the class of the superstars, it's going to come down to him winning, probably winning finals MVP. Like that performance like that, he has to take over the reins and prove that he can be the, the number one scorer option on the team. I have a question. I have a question. If the Bucks were to win this series, would he would he be the MVP of the series or would it be Giannis? I would still say Giannis because I think Middleton just had this one big explosion. Wasn't one. I don't recall. I don't. Every time he's at home. <laughs> For real. It's been all three home games. That's why they that's why that's why everybody wins the home games because Middleton goes crazy at home and he was yeah. all right in game five. He wasn't bad, but whenever he's at home, he turns into KD. It's pretty crazy. Now I I agree with what you're saying though. I don't I don't it would depend on game seven, obviously, but if we're just gonna say that this is the finals and Chris Middleton, to me, he's in the discussion for being the MVP for the Bucks in this series. I, the, I would give you that. I would say depending the on what thing, happens right? in Game Seven for sure. Yeah, here's like the they thing. have to win Game Seven for any of this to matter, and he has to snap. He the, the only the way thing. they win is if he snaps. Go ahead. In order for a Giannis type player to be successful, right? Because mm-hmm. who was Giannis's big comparison? It was Shaq. Like one of his bigger comparisons, Shaq basically said he's me type shit. So like when you have a, a dominant like post player like that type shit, you need uh you need a you need a real superstar guard in order to you need a like a really high level guard in order to, you know, take you over there just cause there's limitations in your game because he can't shoot. So they need somebody who's gonna be the shooter out there. And for Shaq, it was Wade. It was Kobe. He, the, these, those are two all-time greats. Now, am I saying Milton's up there? No, but you feel me. In order for them to get over the hump, he has to be like a light version of them. I wouldn't call Giannis the post player simply because he goes downhill and he plays with the ball in his hand so much. Well, yeah, so I wouldn't but really call him the post player. He's not, not the way Shaq like was. Or he he's not really Russ, but he's trying to give the free. The free, you know, made it version of what we thought Giannis was, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, if Shaq's just going to say he me, <laughs> I mean, Shaq going to look at him and be like, that's 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 who that's who I, I see as the closest similarity to me. He said he's the one he going to give his Superman nickname to. I mean, I ain't going to I ain't going to lie, man. I watched Shaq play, man. Shaq wasn't doing it like Giannis. Shaq gave himself a little bit. Too much credit. He wasn't that skilled. He was brute force all day, but nah, he wasn't skilled. He wasn't the skill. He was probably more unstoppable. But he was. But he was. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He's talk. He was talking about the pure domination of him, though. Like how yeah, yeah. he said Giannis is the most dominant player in the league. I, I hear you. <laughs> Shaq was more dominant than Giannis. I don't even think it's close. Shaq was. Well, he's, he's, He's saying the most dominant player in the league today, though. I don't think. Mm, 
We didn't even talk about a lot, but Embiid was completely folding. I was going to say Embiid, but I mean, damn. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah. I agree. And BB shoot and B really most of his points be coming from shooting and free throws. It's not like it's not like he just it's not like he just purely be backing people down like Shaq would. Giannis don't do it either, but Giannis Mm -hmm. all Giannis points in the paint. It is pure domination. (laughs) Amen. And like a it's like domination with with a with a bit of finesse because he got some finesse moves in his layup. In his layup package, his layup package is crazy. Honestly, hey man, we will fi- we're gonna figure out a lot of what happened in this game seven. I'm excited. It's going on today. I'm gonna find a way to watch that shit. Where I am, um, but now nah, it's gonna be a great game. And hey man, we've had the second round has been crazy up to this point. All right, so let's get into it, man. Best of the last two days, best player, coach, game, highlight, dickhead, Darnell, take it away. All right, so for my player tonight, I'm going to go with Terrence Mann. I think he was the catalyst behind the, you know, the Clippers defeating the Jazz and advancing to the conference finals. So I'm going there for my coach of the night. I got to go with Ty Lue simply because – I got to even give credit where it's due. And he did an amazing performance of unlocking Terrence Mann after unlocking Reggie Jackson and somehow unlocking Paul George and getting the playoff woes out of his system. So great job out of Ty Lue. For my game of the night, I'm going to go with Philadelphia Atlanta last night. I think it was probably the most compelling game out of the three. And for my highlight of the night, I gotta go with I gotta go with the John Collins oop from Trey Young on top of Joel and B's head. Joel and B getting hit in the face or something. It was just a it was a nice little highlight or you a know, nice little alley oop. We didn't we didn't talk about it. I just wanna say how did Embiid not get a flagrant for that foul for the what he did to Collins and elbowed him in the face and then pushed him to the stands? I don't know, man. That was weird. That was crazy. I was like, oh, they, and then, they're making this go seven. You see how, how he was holding, like, see how he was holding his hands out like he didn't do nothing but just leaning into him and pushing him? Yeah. Collins was mad, rightfully so. I would have been mad, too. Yeah, I'd been pissed. <laughs> and for my dickhead of the day, it's got to go to Brad Stevens. I'm going to give it to Brad Stevens because my man Al Horford wanted to get away. And you said, no way. He wanted to get away. He signed away. He signed with Philadelphia. He said, I don't want to play here anymore. I'm tired of playing for Brad Stevens. And Brad, I don't want to be a Celtic anymore. Brad Stevens said, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to trade Kimball Walker, and I'm going to bring you back to Boston, and we go make this right. So that was kind of a dickhead move. But at the end of the day, it ended right. So I'm not too upset about it. Kimba in the first. We haven't even talked about this yet. I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. They traded Kimba in a first for Al Horford. Al Horford and Moses Brown, they got two more centers. They impressed you a great GM of all time. 
He really, he really got two first out of Al Horford. So he gonna, you know, you gonna flip Kimba Walker into another first, right? Yep. It's just yeah, like yeah. inevitable. Yep. Yep. The question is, which dumbass team? You know who really needs a point guard? The niggas out LA. Go ahead, swindle them real quick. They don't need Kimba. They got Kimba. No, I don't think they got no first. Honestly, <laughs> you know what? As bad as, Kuzma. as bad as Kemba is, bad as Kemba is, he is better than Schroeder. He more cons- he more consistent. That's for sure. <laughs> he more consistent with his five. Yeah, he gave thirty before Schroeder would. Yeah, but he won't yeah. demand. It. Well, he already got the money. He ain't got to demand it. All right, so my um my player is gonna be Chris Middleton for going crazy against uh against against the Nets. Um, my game is gonna be the Clippers and the Jazz just cause they came back from that big comeback. You know, they went they were down like twenty points and then they came back and 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 put them away. Um, my coach will also go to Mr. Tyron Lou. Just for you know, being on arguably the best coach this whole postseason, honestly. So I'm gonna give it to him for that, making all the adjustments necessary to to put his teams and to put his, his team in the right positions to win both series. So he definitely deserves a lot of credit for that. My highlight, um, my highlight just going just going to be the 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 amazing shooting performance from the Clippers last night. Just everybody just hitting every three, and my dickhead is going to have is going to have to go to the fake ass, the fake ass defensive player of the year, fake ass Hall of Famer, man, you're just not it, bro, you're not it, and ain't, ain't he like the highest paid center of all time now, or something like that? Probably, yeah. I mean, but that's not everyone's going to become. That's, that's unfortunate. It is what it is, man. Unfortunate. Uh, my player of the day, I'm just going to give it to him, man. He did it. Paul George. He fucking did it. Superstar. I don't care anymore. Yep. Figured it out. He somehow did it. It took years. It took a reclamation project to get back to this, this point, conference finals, without the other guy. So you know yeah. what, man? Paul George's career is complete. He's in, you know what? Tony Kukoc in that bitch. We can now we can now answer the question, what has Paul George done? He made you three can't, conference finals. Hey, look. You, hey, look. you can't under you can't undersell Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson last not game. Under, it's not underselling them. Paul I'm George, saying, this, like, this is the Paul George. All I, all I know is every time he mentioned the Hall of Fame, he mentioned Tony Kukoc. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he, is ups- he is upset about that, right? <laughs> that man was a bench player who averaged like seven. He's in the Hall of Fame. Get in there, Paul. Do your thing. Do your thing, Paul. Rudy, I still don't know if I want him in, but. Nah, Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> Rudy going to be forced to be in, but. Paul, you got it, Paul. You know what? You did it. I I I was ready for the playoff collapse. I was looking forward to. I was laughing about it all regular season. But all yeah, you the, were. Everything, were. Everything, I know that's what I just said. I thanks, dude. Anyway, 
But, hey, man, every single thing Paul George said was right. I can't add – not every single thing, bro. Not we need a new coach. Yes. He wouldn't have me in pick and rolls enough. Now he's a point guard. And I'm playoff P. Amen. Oh, is that he said? Oh, he said they didn't have enough pick and rolls. Yeah, remember? And they were like, they had him in the most pick and about, rolls of his career. No, he's he, he was talking about last year. He's talking about last year. Yeah. He was talking about he was coming off screens like he was JJ Reddick. <laughs> he said, yeah, I, like I remember this, this okay screens hey man give Paul George whatever he wants he did it um my game of the day I'm going Clippers Jazz as well just because of the amazing turnaround 20 point come from behind victory um and the Clippers just went crazy you just don't see shooting like that ever um because it's almost impossible they were just green in every shot so it is what it is um coach I'm giving it to one of the best coaches of all time Ty Lu. Uh, man's goat, goon. I laughed at him too. Can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I definitely laughed. Definitely straight laughed at that man. Every time Darnell said his name, chuckle, chuckle. Yeah. Darnell, Darnell was Darnell knew. Darnell knew because he he just make the adjustment he needs. I just be throwing shit out there and figuring it out. Honestly, that's all you gotta do. But damn, bro. He Nobody else does it, so fuck it. Who knows? He really just knew what we've been saying. Uh, Zubac is a bad center. He <laughs> and Doc, Doc was forcing that man to be the center, to be the starting center out there. It's just like, bro, he he not it. Jokic eats him alive. He eats Harold. I mean, again, Jokic is a little different than Gobert, but still. Yeah. My highlight of the day, I'm going with. Going with the Terrence Mann explosion in the second half. Um, now, in fairness, I, me and Dom had this conversation. I told him, I was like, man, Terrence, he was like, they don't have any finishers. I was like, they got Terrence Mann. You're like, I don't know if he liked that. And I saw him in the regular season uh, against the Nuggets. He was doing it. He was uh, hooping in one of the games because um, he had to. And everything. And the announcer was like, hey, I like this Terrence Mann guy. Terrence, he looked like he could I never expected this, though. Um, that's my highlight. I cheated a little bit, but I'll take it. And my dickhead of the day goes to the NBA for making me a conspiracy theorist, for turning the lights off in the fourth quarter of a pivotal game six. As soon as Atlanta was gaining momentum, too. Yep, as as they were down one, about to swallow us up. Nothing happened. Couldn't do it. Took out all the momentum. Atlanta fans tried, but that's my dickhead of the day because – I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but damn, I mean, you know, the hell am I supposed to be? B think was ready, B. If his dumbass oh. got ejected for that stupid ass shit. All right, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So, for Darnell and Dom, this was Demetrius, and have a good one. Later. Triple D's, deuces.